Hey friend, thanks for being here. And I'm so excited to tell you that it's official. The waitlist is open for the January Mastermind for the faith-fueled women who really just wants to level up in their lives, bringing God at the center. The transformations that I'm seeing in the current mastermind, you guys, is off the charts. I mean, these women are evolving into the most beautiful human beings in becoming who God has wanted them and knows that they could be from the start. If you are looking for this deep inner transformation because maybe you've lost yourself along the way. Maybe you're tired of just not setting boundaries anymore. Maybe God's been put on the back burner and you need to bring him more at the focus of your life. That's what we do inside this mastermind. We come together so we can evolve together and climb higher with God as our CEO of our lives. I know there's no other place that I would rather be. And I know that I cannot do it without him. We need him for guidance to give us that clarity that we all crave. So if you're looking for a group of solid women to just lock arms with, to grow with, to evolve with, and to just learn from, this is the mastermind for you. The faith the fuel, the health, the fitness, and all wellness talk goes on inside this group. And I cannot wait to meet you inside. Make sure you hit the link just to get the details so you can be on that wait list. Ask your questions. We will meet so I can make sure that I am a good fit for you and you're a good fit for me to be inside this group. I cannot wait to meet you. I'm so excited. January is going to be a beautiful month to just kick off our faith together. Enjoy this episode. I know you're going to. It's going to fire you up with so much joy. Get ready and thanks for being here. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. Super excited for this conversation today. I'm so glad you're here. Hope you're having a beautiful start to your week. I mean, it is Monday. Best day of the week is what I say. It wasn't always like that, but now I love my Mondays. So welcome to the show. And today I brought on a beautiful friend of mine who has been on the show before. Maybe you've been on even two times. I don't know. But this is maybe the second or third time. And she's just a phenomenal person. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this conversation. This is Kate McKay. 
She's a master success in life coach, speaker, podcaster, and nationally qualified NPC bikini competitor. Oh, baby. I love that. Kate's also an international best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Inner Badass. She's a multi-million dollar business builder. She's deeply committed to inspire others to achieve a life of greater confidence, vitality, health, and wealth. She just released her newest book, Claim Your Inner Hottie, which describes her fitness and health process to be fit and fabulous no matter our age. Welcome, Kate, back to the show. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, my goodness. It's always, Kelly, when I'm like, before I go on an interview, I'm always like, oh, we could talk about this. Oh, I could talk about that, especially when it's someone that I know and that we've had deep connections and conversations. But you know what? Your show. So you lead the charge. I'm here in service of you and your community. And I just want to say hello to all you beautiful people that are in Kelly's tribe. Um, and as you guys all know, she's an incredible and beautiful people person. And I'm looking forward to introducing you, Kelly, as well. It's my tribe. It's a beautiful thing about this collaborative effort yes. is that we get to play together. So thank yes. you again for all of you who are tuning in. Oh, thanks so much. It is it is a pleasure. This is the best part of what we do, I think, collaborating, having these beautiful conversations to just empower someone. Because you know, at the end of the day, you guys, our stories make us all feel that we're not alone. We all go through so much. And Kate's been through a lot in her life. And let's just start with um, who is Kate McKay? And how did you get to be an inner hottie and an inner badass that you are today? I Yeah, that's such a funny question. And I often say that, listen, a couple things uh, define, I think, early defined me. And first one is, listen, I'm from a family of 11 people, one of nine children. So unusual uh, that we're all from one mother and one father. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was an absolute chaotic blast of childhood. Um, definitely a, a wild situation. My mom was fun and uh, we had a lot of music and my parents really uh, fundamentally married and, um, and connected through their deep faith. And I bring that up, and I don't always bring that up in podcasts, but my parents are both what would be considered Catholic hippies um, in the Midwest. They both were really early uh, involvement in the civil rights movement. Um, I'm named after St. Catherine from Siena. My name is Catherine Siena. So my parents, we had priests at the house, and our house was just a lively, uh, beautiful celebration of God. And that's kind of a funny thing because most people who are brought up Catholic don't have that story. I do. And I feel very fortunate that my parents instilled those, that celebration of, of faith and, and connection because it really is the fundamentals of any faith is no matter what God we speak of, or, you know, even if it's nature, I mean, everyone's on a different faith journey and I'm open for that. But, you know, for my parents, it was, are you kind? Are you helping and caring for others? Are you in service? And I think that's the element of all the things and um, that I wish to bring to the world and celebrate through the love that I have for my parents, even though it was a lot of chaos growing up. I mean, there was a lot of chaos. And um, and the other piece I think is really defining of me is just the fact that I'm I have pretty intense ADHD. I always knew that I was different. 
I never fit in. And so because of that, it resulted in a lot of negative beliefs that uh, really implemented in me into my soul and made me play a small, small game of uh, filled with self-doubt and self-loathing for many, many years. And so that's why I'm so um, committed to helping people tell their stories and honored to share with truth mine. Mm. So I can't even imagine your story because I grew up an only child. Imagine like she's 11 children, which is insane. Nine kids, nine kids. But I consider my parents part of the phrase. So there was 11 of us. Nine kids, right. 11 of you in the home. Okay. I have three. (laughs) So it's a very different world. And it's just, it's fascinating to me also because I married an only child and that is just, so you're, I'm always intrigued by a household of a lot of people because I just, I don't know what that's like, but it's beautiful. And I love how you mentioned the faith piece, because of course we are a faith based podcast. We talk about Jesus and God all the time here. So Kate, growing up in that environment, let's just jump in a little bit. And how did faith play a big role as you became an adult? Did you take it with you, what you learned as a young child or what you experienced and witnessed in your parents bringing the priests in? And Or did it turn you off at all in any way? Because I know a lot of times- Yeah, it's an interesting question. You know, I think it really happened with my mom. Um, When we came to New England, um, the Catholic Church was very different here than it was in the Midwest. My mom wasn't pleased with it. They were still having mass in Latin. Priests were definitely separate from the congregants. My mom wasn't chill with that. So we used to actually go to the seminary because that's where all the young priests were. You know, the the priests that were more progressive. My mom's, my parents liked the Jesuits. The Jesuits were a little bit like the outlaws of the church. They were the intellectuals. They were the ones that traveled and did crazy things. They were the smart ones, right? So my parents were really into um, intellectual curiosity and freedom of um, in, in spirituality, which I believe is a very important piece of a good Christian person or a person that believes and walks in faith is that you don't know where people are on their journey. Mm-hmm. And in it's like, we must accept and love all people. And even if you're thinking about the woman at the well, you know, she was mm-hmm. a whore, she was a prostitute. Let's just get real. They can language it however they want to. And, and he reaches to her and has her serve him. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes me cry. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember I was in a competition and um, and this is an example of how Jesus led and is I was in a competition. A woman was in a wheelchair. She's competing in a wheelchair and she was a real badass Kelly. And I was like, you know, traditionally we're like, oh, let me help you. This and that. You know what I did? I was like, I got down on my knees in front of her and I said, babe, can you put some tanner on my back? I can't reach it. And it wasn't because I couldn't have someone else do it, but it was my understanding that let me honor the human to who she is. That's why I can, I don't give two hoots that that was a competition I won. And I also got pest poser because I went with the act of service and the judges saw that I was the one that was having the most fun and bringing the most joy. But it was the, that moment that I remember getting on my knees in front of that woman and said, hey, babe, can you help me out? That's what it means to live in a life of humility, knowing that no one 
is above the other person. And that's what my parents taught me. And that I believe is also what I taught my children. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I would say to you, it's just interesting when you asked me about the faith journey, mm-hmm. um, when we moved here to the New England, it was very stressful for my parents' marriage too. All of a sudden they had nine children. It was chaotic. And uh, I had my younger brother, Matthew, Matthew Damien. He was named after uh, Damien, the um, incredible priest um, that worked with the lepers. And my brother, Matthew was, he was, he was something. (laughs) He was wild and he was beautiful. He was exquisite and he was in a lot of trouble, a lot. You know, he was just 18 months younger than me. And, um, and on June 24th, 2017, uh, unfortunately, his life was cut short. He was murdered um, and blew my family apart, Kelly. Mm-hmm. It really, really did. And I think that when there's tragedy, um, families can either pull together or they can separate. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, in a lot of, with a lot of marriages, losing a child oftentimes destroys the marriage. It's not, it's not very often that it actually pulls people together. You'd think it would be the other way, but it's not. And I, and I would say to all of you who are listening that truly when you go through any kind of transformation, when you claim your greater faith or your, whatever that is, greater, deeper sense of self-love, building your business, shifting your marriage around, you know, having honest conversations with your children, it's going to require great courage. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that courage isn't going to be comfortable. Oftentimes it won't be. But you know, at the end of the day, when you're resting your head in the pillow that you did the right thing. And um, and the reason why I bring up that story is that co- brings me up to what Kelly already knows, my story of what happened to me in 2017. And the mirror of this and the power of this And the reason why I can tell it to you with such conviction is because I have deep faith that I knew I did the right thing and how I managed and still to this day speak of it. Um, My oldest son, my my beautiful light, uh, William, at the same age that I lost my brother, my brother was 22. My son, Will, took his own life at 22. Now you all, (laughs) this is the powerful thing. And Kelly and I talk about this because it was his faith and knowing that there was so much more than this, that I was able to say, wow, I'm going to do this different. I'm going to do it different than the way my mom did it. I'm not going to run and hide. I'm going to stand and I'm going to let people be a witness to the grief and how, most importantly and most significantly, we can transform through it. Mm-hmm. And I laugh because my mission statement in life, because I'm a positive person, if you can't tell. <laughs> I mean, I've always been cheerful, upbeat. Like, it's just my nature. It's how I came out of the box. My job was to keep my mother happy because she had too many kids. So I was her entertainment committee. Legit. <laughs> and so... My mission statement is a lot in life is to live powerfully with courage and enthusiasm. And so when Will took his life and as his friends say, he ascended on his own accord. That's how his friends describe it. Will chose his end. And as shocking as it is, my my grief counselor, who was also a minister, Christian minister, said, yes, Katie. And, you know, Jesus walked into his own suicide. 
right? And I was like, what? Jesus knew he was dying, people. And he walked in grace saying, forgive them for they know not what. He knew he was dying, <laughs> you know? And so we think about that, that how much courage it takes to make any form of decision that shifts you away from the rest of the world, the norm, right? And the shame that's around it, right? Because there was so much shame around Katie. Couldn't you, stop it? Couldn't you have done something? Oh, well, Will's God. name Will's name was Will, okay? So Will, Will had free will, right, Kelly? And, and I think that that's an important discernment that I knew that, you know, the bottom line is I had to make my decision how I was going to deal with it. And I decided I was going to do it different than my mom did it because my mom couldn't deal. It was too much for her. All right. So this, I, I, yeah. I, it's just to hold on. Can we just yeah. pause for a quick moment? <laughs> There's a lot. No. And I, I, because you, I want to unpack so much in this. Please go for it. Because you, your mission statement, your, your power statement is that you yes. live powerfully and courageously you're full of enthusiasm. Yes. You were mm -hmm. born as the entertainment for, you know, all that stuff that you said, but Kate, when you are brought to your knees, as we talk about a lot, Absolutely. You, like, how do you, how do you help someone else that wasn't born the way you're born? Think the way you think to get through the things life yeah. is hard, girl. We know yeah, how hard it is. It is. And you know what? I'll tell you why. Yes. Because when you think about the word enthusiasm, it's not rah, rah, shish, goomba with the pom, pom poms. It means in God. Enthusiasm means in divinity. That's the word, the Latin prefix and whatever. Okay. In enthuse means in God. So if my commitment was to live in God through the darkest times, then that wasn't anything to do with thinking mind. That was my feeling mind. And my feeling mind was, I know that there is in some way light somewhere and I will seek the light. And my son was the lightest person that I know. Listen, I had a son who was actually going to be a priest. I mean, he was in a Buddhist monastery. He was going to be wearing robes. The, the child was meditating and praying eight hours a day. I didn't realize what that also could be seen of as spiritual bypassing. I didn't know that there was such a thing. My son was praying and meditating eight hours a day. And his last week of his life, I'm like, babe, how can you sit for eight hours? This kid was the most elegant, most physically beautifully, blonde hair, blue eyes, elegant, could play piano and would make you weep. He was so elegant. He never asked me for anything. Mm. And he said, mom, I'm not, you know, I'm not really praying for me. I'm meta praying and meta praying in Buddhism is I'm praying out. I'm praying for Graham. I'm he was praying for everyone. That's how he was spending his hours of his day. And, and so for me, that's the faith I lean into because he knew that there was more. So who am I to say that there isn't? Mm. Who am I? Mm. Wow. No man. Wow. So that is the faith to which I lean in. And I'm talking to you about a person that did not have that faith. I did not have that. And Kelly, I know it's the same story for you, babe. 
You losing your mom because you leaned on your mother's faith to get through your day. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So for you and I losing the center of our faith, the core of the bridge to God, will was mine. Your Norma was yours. Yes. Yes. So it's like, how do we put ourselves together? We're on our knees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we understand that the process is, as you and I talked about in my podcast interview, that it is the discipline and the practice of knowing that it's only one step at a time. And and it's a a process of within. And I will tell you, you will scare people. People will be frightened by your ability to play it real. Just the way it is. And I, I need you to all know this. I need you to hear this and even write it down. You may not feel or know who's going to be waiting for you. But there are people waiting for you waiting to love you, waiting to serve you, waiting to support you. And there are also people, most importantly, that you need to serve, Mm -hmm. that are waiting for what you have uniquely, only what you have. And it's your responsibility to own it, step into it, because that's faith. Faith is not blind faith, right? Hey. Right, Kelly? And faith isn't just like, I'm just going to believe. Faith is knowing that I know I don't know, but what I do know is that there is good, there is love, there is light, and I am here to search and find and spread it. Period. That's, that's a deep belief that you have to have, though. That's that People don't have that deep But belief. what is the alternative? Right. That that was my question. That's what I want people to hear right now. If you don't, if you get anything else out of this whole conversation. What is your alternative? Is it to crumble and give up and say, I can't go on? Or is it really to say, I'm going to believe that there is something greater, that there is something more, that people do need me. And that's, that's really up to you. Like it's really comes down to one decision. Hundred it's, it's like, nobody can do this work for you. You cannot rely Listen, on other people you to can't. fill you up. And- no. The whole, the you can't. And the mothership of motivation, right? Because we hear about this motivation and motivation. You and I talk about this, Kelly. And motivation is a feeling. Yeah, but it's also neuroscience. It gets you started, right? It's the itch right. that gets you going. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that's going to keep you going is the mothership of motivation. It's the big driver and it's your freedom and your power mm-hmm. to choose. <laughs> you have the power to choose. I could have rolled up like a ball and drank and did what my mother did mm-hmm. and just couldn't deal. Or I could do it different. Oh, man. And oh, this is this God. is the truth. This is what I want you to hear. You guys, this is so important that it took years for I, for me. I understood that the work that I had to do was up to me to heal what came into my family. It was family karma. But let me tell you something. It wasn't going to go another generation. I had to heal for my children. I had two other kids, you know? It's like I could say, woe is me, forget it. You know, I'm done. I could have easily, come on, right? I could have. People would expect that. People were kind of, I hate to tell you, hoping I would. Because then it would make them feel like, oh, right, I have a reason not to give it my all because, you know, Kate isn't. Oh, no. You know how hard it is to... To get yourself out of depression, 
I mean, let's talk about that. People being witness to it. I wrote for the newspaper. I was a public figure. I was known. Everybody knew who I was. I had social media presence. I was a best-selling author. I was competing in bikini. Miss Positivity. Built a multi-million dollar company. And this is what everyone was doing. Right. Right. Waiting. (laughs) They will wait to see what you would do. But it's so easy, you guys, to stay in the misery. It's just so easy to just stay there. Right. Let's be real. It's very easy to just keep crying because it's very hard to muster up that courage and say, I don't want to do this anymore. As hard as it's going to be, I have to move forward. I have to take a step. That's hard. That's hard. Let me ask you a question. Did did you all miss the memo that life wasn't going to be easy? Like, was there a memo that I missed that this ride was going to be easy? Well, as children, that's what happens. Life is easy as a child, right? And then we grow up and face- I don't know about adult. that. Well, not easy. I shouldn't say that. I'm saying what happens is as we grow up into adults and go through real life situations, not that children don't go through real life situations. I'm saying as we grow up as adults and you know, I was diagnosed with breast cancer as an adult. I love you yes. start losing your parents. You start having real heaviness on your shoulders that you're carrying. But again, it's like we really all have that choice to make to stand in courage. And I speak about courage all the time. Yes. I wasn't courageous, you know, many times. I've fallen on my face and it, it took a while to get back up. But when I really step into my courage and into my power and not choose the easy road, it's it's so freeing. That's where the freedom is. If you're right. looking for freedom, that's where it is, is stepping into your courage. But Kate, I mean, your story is really powerful and you're leading so many people into finding that courage, finding faith, finding it's it, what are some steps that you would just recommend right now for someone to take like first steps when they're really in the thick yeah. of things what do you oh, say oh it's so good things? well first of all no number 1 you're not alone babe you're not alone there are people there are people that have lost children that have had breast cancer and i'm not saying that to lessen your suffering I'm, I'm there to tell you that you are not alone in the hollowness and the emptiness of the suffering that you feel. Number one, your suffering's real, but number two, most importantly, you're not alone. So it is goes back to your own personal responsibility. It is your responsibility to seek the help and support of people around you. Yes. Because there are people that saying, I'd be happy to help you. I had no idea. And and one of the things that you talk about, and I, Kelly, I had mentioned this book to you because I'm reading, I, I'm obsessed with learning. I am the biggest nerd you've ever met. Same. And I think Same. a lot of <laughs> a lot of people who are fitness people, we're nerds, you know, we're just nerds. I know I'm like a knee, I mean, I've competed in bikini for 17 years. So, and I'm 60. So this book that I'm reading, um, it's called The Right Call. And I'm just gonna show it if you guys are watching it, but. It's basically by this woman named Sally Jenkins, who's a sports writer. 
And the, the reason why I'm bringing this up as a tip is because I want you guys to hear this because, Kelly, you touched on it. And when people would say to me, wow, Kate, you must be so disciplined. And, Kelly, you hear it too, right? How did you do yes. that? And I used to always say, no, I'm not disciplined. That's the last thing I am. Because with ADHD, it's been a haphazard journey, right, of, of success. Success has happened to me not because it's easy. It's because I had to go through so many obstacles to be successful by providing parameters for myself, <laughs> like bumper pool, right? I'm like, yeah. my life has been like a perpetual state of, of, of um, what do you call the, the bumpers you play when you're bowling? I need those things that they put down for kids. That's IP and IL-9. <laughs> I mean, legit. But this one quote, and it's by um, this guy named Harvey Dorfman, who's a sports psychologist. And he goes, self-discipline or discipline is a form of freedom. It it's a freedom from la laziness and lethargy. It's a freedom from expectations and the demands of others. And it's freedom from fear and doubt. And I will add, it's a freedom from self-loathing, self-flagellation, self-hatred, that it becomes your most important work to understand that your inner work, your inner reflective ability, your ability to say, I am worth more than this. Mm -hmm. I, you are worth more than this. Repeat that to yourself, hand on your heart. I am worth more than this. That is when it get, it's going to get you up and driving with scraped knees, eyes bloodshot, hair a mess, right? Heart palpitating, sweaty armpits. That is what's going to guide you through because mm. you are worth more than what you're settling for. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I. I have goosebumps just saying that to myself, honestly, because that's really what it comes down to. Do you, So listener, do you believe that you're worth more than what you're settling for right now? That's a really big question to really sit still with. I think, again, if you walk away from this episode with nothing else, that question can change your life. Because once you stop believing that you are worth more, then you can get up then you can take that step in all those things. And I love that. I love that self-discipline is a form of freedom in, in that way, the freedom from the doubt, the freedom from the fear. And I love how they threw in freedom from laziness because when, you know, like that makes so much sense. Self-discipline is freedom from lazy. Like it's and so with lethargy, like, yes. I don't feel like it. Right. Yeah. No, get your act together. You want to get in shape? I mean, let's talk about your journey of fitness and discipline. I mean, if you people around us, you know, we hear it all the time. I just want to be healthier. I just want to get in shape. But they're taking the easy road and they're doing it half, you know, half. I'll do two days a week. I don't want to commit to five. Or they say all the things. I don't want to get too bulky. You know, that one that women say, <laughs> just work out. Just work <laughs> out. You're not going to get too bulky overnight. It's impossible. impossible. I've been lifting since I was 21 years old and I'm 5'2", 115, and I'm pretty muscular. 
your muscle. But I grind the weights. I'm, I lift heavy and I've been doing it for years, but I'm still a little person, Kelly, you too. You are still a little person, but listen, I want to jump over and take a little U-turn over to the fitness right now because yes, and I could honestly be on the podcast for probably three hours talking about so many things. <laughs> And I love this because I know my listeners are loving this conversation right now too, because it's very empowering. And that's what I want. I want you to feel empowered today through this conversation that you are worth it. You're more than worth it. Whatever whatever you're in right now, the, the junk that you're in right now, know that you can get pull yourself out of it. That's what the climb is all about being addicted to the climb. It's climbing your way back out, whether you're pawing and climbing and scraping, you have to make the choice. So I love that. I want to empower people to just get up and rise up because you can do this. If we're doing it, and, we yeah. don't have superpowers and a cape on. We're just doing Not it. at all. We have. And so write that word down. If you guys have a pen and paper, write the word empower down. And what's the center word of empower? It's power. Right. That's the power you own. Yes. Okay. The M is just, hey, we're going to do it together. Mm. But the core word of empowerment is power, which is your soul power, your, your inner power, your inner strength. And from that, we are able to support and love on other people. And that includes your children. That includes your spouse if you have a spouse. That includes the people, your clients that work work for you. You can't be powerful in any part of your life and, and, and expect to have influence on others if you're not owning your own sense of power. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get the respect, the love that you your heart longs for. It's not going to happen unless you own the power within you. Mm -hmm. And it takes work. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to put the work in. That's what people forget. You have to mm -hmm. sit and do the work so you can empower yourself, whether that's reading the Bible, getting into prayer a little bit more, feeling empowered by God that you can move forward. So, okay, I want to talk about fitness because you said your age. And if you guys are seeing her, and looking her up, which she's going to give you all her handles, she looks incredible at 60. She's been competing, as she said, for seven, how many years? 17. 17 years. And I just qualified for NPC as a pro. It's so it just shows you it's no age. It, listen, age is not is just a number. And I, I know many women are listening right now that maybe they're in their 40s and they're feeling like it's too late. And I hear that a lot. Oh my gosh, where do I even start? Listen, she's 60 and she's on stages competing and lifting weight, heavy weight. So Kate, let's talk about fitness over 40 for a minute. And yeah. how the woman that's really just would love to start somewhere. Let's just give them some tips or ways to start, get them motivated, you know, get them empowered. Absolutely. Listen, we're only as effective as when, you know, I don't want to just motivate and inspire you. I want to transform with you. Yes. So I'm so all about the tools and that's why I write. And that's why I'm going to provide you some tools and actions right now. So 70%, write it down. 70% of the six pack abs is made in the kitchen. Yes. What you eating? It's how you're how you're feeding your feeding your the fuel. So self-respect, write this down. Begins where? It begins at the lips. 
Self-respect begins at the lips. How are you fueling this magnificent, unique, miraculous machine that you were given? Your skin suit, skin suit for the soul, right? Okay. So 70% of it is really what you are consuming. And um, I love food. Obviously, you know that you know it because I grew up in such a big family where food was celebration. I believe food is celebration. So when I'm competing, I'm strict. When I'm not competing, I'm not. And I, I believe that food is celebration. So 70% is just eating, making good choices. 85 to 90% clean food, still have treats because we all need the yummies. We're women, majority of us anyway. Um, and then 30% of it is really what you're doing physically. I'm going to also add bonus points that really sleep is the new sexy. You know, you must restore yourself. Restoration is key. I have a whole chapter on it in all of my books. Why? Because I'm extraordinarily good at that. And who taught me that? My mom. How could my mother with nine kids teach me that? Because I used to come in and she'd be folding laundry lying down. All right. My mother told me, don't get out of your nighty for at least two weeks after you have a baby. And she also said, <laughs> legit. And she said, when you can do something lying down, not just sitting down, lie down. So <laughs> I lie down a lot. I take it easy. And you know why? Because it helps me perform at a higher level. All the high performing athletes, the most successful business people understand the power of restoration. So if you're just walking around, you're saying, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. If you're not sleeping well, I'm going to tell you a couple of things. No drinking coffee after two o'clock, no caffeine after two. Mm -hmm. Turn off your screens an hour before, lessen that amount of booze you're drinking at night. Because mm -hmm. booze destroys your sleep. Disrupts. And yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not um, exercising, it's going to disrupt your rest. And sometimes when you're feeling tired, you're actually just thirsty. And I'd say hydration is another key component. Yes. But, you know, the thing is, is that there are people around you. And, you know, it's funny because I'm even though I'm certified as a high performance coach and I coach people mostly on lifestyle and business because people ask me about fitness all the time. Now I've hybrided my coaching. So I'm doing um, <laughs> I'm doing nutritional plans like an outline, also fitness programs because I can do it in my sleep. But the most important part of it is the mindset coaching, which I do. So if anyone's interested in that, um, that's like a hybrid program, which I love to do. And I, I didn't realize like, oh, OK, this is easy for me. I should be doing it um, because I just I get a lot of fun out of it because it's by nature. It's just I can do it in my sleep. And I'll like people like, oh, I don't know how to do that exercise. I'm like, I'll do a video. So, so you can check out. I do a ton of videos because it's fun. I love to because this is the story. Your body. What's what's happened for you emotionally is resting in your physical body. So the only way you can process, you got to process your body and your pain and your suffering and your healing through movement. Movement yeah. heals. Yes. Movement heals. Oh movement my gosh. That's how I healed myself after I lost my mom. Honestly, that was one of my top if I if I was gonna pick something, it was through I found soul cycle. Yes. I, I remember pedaling on that bike and crying during every yes, absolutely class, releasing all that. I was, I was lost my eyes out in a very dark, loud room and that me through my, I, that, was, 
It was your church. It was a form of church. It was a form of church because I would be on that bike praying and asking God for help. And I would be pedaling. And oh my gosh, that was so healing. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. And don't, don't listen, you guys. If you are in the middle of, of stuck right now, like in going through a diagnosis, whatever it is, find something like that. It's a release. I'm telling you, don't back away from working out and exercise, run towards it. It will be so, you will thank us later for telling you, honestly, maybe your eyes aren't open to that right now. And exercise is the last thing you're thinking about. It can be the most healing thing. Remedy. I want to, Kelly, you and I talked about this and then, you know, I want to conclude because I don't want to bore people too much and they can tune in to part two, three, four, five, yes. six and you and I, because we need to be doing a podcast together. But the deal is this, right? For all of you non-exercisers, trust me, I get you. Okay. You're not all like, I love to work out. That's, that's a minority. I'm going to be honest and real with you. I work out because it's the only way I survive. I'd probably be a drug addict if I wasn't. Okay. Cause I came from a family of drug and alcohol addiction. I'm out of the nine, seven of my siblings have had drug and alcohol issues. It's in my genetics. So I lift weights as a drug of choice, but there has been a recent study done on exercises and non-exercises and note this. Okay. People who like to exercise feel as though exercise adds to their ideal day. People who don't exercise feel like that's going to take away from my ideal day. What defines an ideal day? Here it is. Doing things that are relaxing, that are fun. Hanging out with people that are that are that we like, that we add value to. And number three, it's that we are doing, we feel like we're not being forced into things we don't want to. So the non-exercisers don't exercise because of those things. Well, what happens if you look at exercise as actually a component of that? That it's not taking away from being with people that you love, that it's actually restoring your energy, then and then it's actually can be part of your most valid day. Exercise can be part of your ideal day. Yes. It goes back to mindset and choosing. Remember, you have the power to choose. Yes. God gave you that right. So own it, claim it. It's your responsibility. And I'm going to even another word. You're going to even maybe not even like me, but it's your obligation. It's our mutual shared obligation to step into the highest good to who we came here to be. Mm. And to sleep on that is crazy because people are waiting. People are waiting and you're waiting for your best self. You really, really are. The feeling that you're going to have is, oh, my goodness. Maybe I didn't really like that Kate McKay, but she said something that resonated because, you know, the thing is. I don't really care if people don't like me as much, but if I irritate you, that's okay too, because I know I'm getting through, but just know, as I always tell my clients, you may not always like me, but in the end, you're always going to love me. And they'll always remember you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right. They will always remember you. All right. Well, listen, as we wrap this up, because this has been just the most encouraging and empowering conversation. I really pray you guys really got a lot from this. Maybe rewind some parts, whatever you need to hear, go back. Kate, I'm going to ask you this in like a sentence. What are you most proud of, of yourself right now? I'm most proud of my resiliency and my ability to, even though I don't feel like it, that I'd rather um, be introverted and be that quieter version of myself that I continue to stand in and be courageous. Uh, and that 
uh, I'm really proud of myself and, and thanks be to God and thanks to for my son for the suffering and for my challenges and thanks to the people that I know are waiting for me. Mm. I'm looking for you and I, I'm going to do, do it tirelessly until uh, until I rest with peace. So um, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. And Kelly, thanks for doing your good work. Yeah. I love you so much, sister. Oh, same. I love you so much. Well, if they want to reach out to you, which I know they will and listen, people, she's also my coach. So get with this woman. She's amazing. She will definitely light you up in areas that were once dim. I promise. <laughs> so Kate, where can they reach out to you? Right on. So my website is kate-mckay.com. I am Kate McKay are my handles, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, yeah. And if you have any questions, if I can serve you anyway, uh, please reach out. You can find all my books on Amazon. Um, claim your inner badass, claim your inner warrior, especially for men, claim your inner hottie and also my journal. So I'm so grateful for all of you. My podcast is Master Your Life with Kate McKay and Kelly is on that. So stay tuned for that episode. Yes. And remember all of you, you are worthy. Hand on your heart. We are all worthy and we are all leaning in together on this crazy and wild journey. Yes, we are. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you so much, listeners. I love you. I'm so happy you chose to spend this time with us today. If you love this episode, please share it on social. Send it to a friend. Tag us so we know that it resonated with you. That just that's how we can say thank you. This is this means the world to us. We do these things for you to empower you on your climb in life. So thanks again, guys. And until next week, keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith fuel and fitness and I'll meet you inside or you can even head over to my website kellytian.com to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb thank you again and have a healthy and happy week